Hi there, chaps. Uh, Kate Sterling here. Lovely to connect to you on this beautiful cold May Sunday. It's such a very strange combination. Uh, we've got an added caveat here today. I've got an extra camera filming, we're streaming to YouTube, and um, I'm recording the podcast in the bedroom today. Um, I've got out the pantry because it was just, to be honest, quite sweaty in there, and I didn't really appreciate it. So we won't go back there um, for a while, perhaps. But anyway, um, whew, what a week. How's your week been? How are you? Um, I feel really positive right now, and I think that is a good thing to feel, um, but it hasn't always felt like that this year. Um, I touched upon it in the last episode about um, the miscarriage I had in May. May, we're in May, in March. Um, and as a part of that, I wanted to share something that will feed into the rest of this episode. Because over the last year in general, actually, for those of you that don't know me, I'm a personal trainer as well, a group trainer, and I'm a coach. And, and you know, basically, like, distilling the virtues of keeping active and fit and eating and well and you know all that kind of jazz and over the last year I've been really challenged with COVID and obviously kind of basically probably being a bit normal and drinking a bit more and eating more stuff that I wouldn't eat like just you know basically just numbing my feelings with food um, and also probably alcohol at times and it's given me a real insight into how stress and you know the normal world can have such an impact on us because I think often as a trainer it's uh, it's really easy to forget that actually because our life is all about health and fitness and whatever it's it's easy to forget that lots of other people don't have the time to you know you might be listening right now you might not ever have the time to go and do a workout because you've got kids or you've got work that's really stressful and and then that's where it's really 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 difficult to get any balance back in life because you feel like you've fallen off the train so you kind of like got off the healthy train and you're suddenly in fun land of just going for it because it's helping you feel better. And then you start to feel a bit rubbish because actually living like that over a long period of time, if you're excessively drinking and eating too much, then over time you do start to feel a bit rubbish. And then, and then it's really hard to get back on the train because it's like, oh, I've missed the stop now or I've missed the train and I'm just going to stay here because it's too fun being here really. And so... I wanted to share that because I think it's important that, um, it you know, even as a trainer, I've had moments this last year where I'm like, I just want to quit fitness, basically. I'm just like, this is, I can't keep living with this level of having to be a certain way based on um, perhaps also how the world perceives fitness people should be. Not really making much sense today, but do you know what I mean? Like just that sense of you feel like you have to perform and be a certain way. And, and it's been quite tricky because as the years go on, I've learned to enjoy life more and more and more. Um, but also, I've really realised that to go too far in one direction is actually detrimental, as as detrimental as being massively restrictive. So this year, I've definitely indulged massively, and it's been great, and I've eaten lots of cake, and I've um, really gone at the wine. Um, but actually, that in the longer term, or over a good couple of weeks, really didn't make me feel very good. And I was like, oh, actually, I do like working in health and fitness because I have a reason and I have the skills and the the experience to bring myself back onto the train, basically, to get back out of that 
excessive land of not being quite in control and getting back on the train. And the reason I share all of that is that it links seamlessly to my Sterling Steps, which I have. So I wrote the Sterling Steps um, in 2020, January 2020. I'd always wanted to write like a, a training plan to for people to follow. But because I was so anti it being like a diet plan or anything like that, the Sterling Steps came from a place of a lot of the emotional stuff that I'd learned over the years. So, and I touched upon it in episode two with gratitude, but it basically was everything that I'd learned about learning to love myself and learning to appreciate myself for all I am and kind of, and building on from that, from a place where it's not just about food and exercise, because I think the fitness industry now has become so about even more so about how you look, even more so about just being like uber, uber intense with it. And actually, to me, that's not what healthy is uh, is about. Like healthy is being able to enjoy a nice meal out with your friends. And it is about being able to, you know, enjoy food and enjoy having a drink with your mates. But it's also about prioritizing things like sleep and, you know, not being stressed and enjoying your life and having fun. Um, so today, because... I felt like it was time. I wanted to go through the sterling steps I've that I came up with. There's 10 of them. And they actually form the basis of a challenge that I'm running in May. Um, so if you see on my social media at the minute, there's a lot of it kind of going around <laughs> about um, my sterling steps light challenge, which is a four week reboot and refresh, really. Because even I and even you, sometimes it's good for you to get back on track a little bit when it comes to finding that balance and the sterling steps really help you get there because they help give you a bit of a guideline to follow so i'm going to go through the sterling steps and i'm just going to give you a brief overview um and if there's any that you'd like to hear more about then please do let me know so the sterling steps now these really like i say came out of that time when i was really low really depressed and it, they're, they're the steps i i took to really get myself back on track so the first step is self-love and worth and this is a really important one because if we don't feel comfortable in our skin and our self-esteem is so on the floor that we don't even believe we have value in the world then every choice that we make as a result of that is really negative for us and our health and our well-being and just general overall enjoyment of time on this planet. <laughs> um, so self-love and worth, the tips I give with the sterling steps on this um, is something called mirror work. So mirror work is where you really look at yourself in the mirror and you see yourself and you don't flinch and you start to catch thoughts that come in about yourself. So basically, <laughs> I had a therapist once that recommended I did this naked <laughs> and I was like I can't look at myself even with clothes on let alone without any clothes on are you kidding me but you can do this without any clothes on and basically that's where you're like looking to go to and it's not in a gratuitous way it's just in a way of seeing yourself because we hide so much from ourselves and then we hide from other people as a result so I'm not suggesting you should go and just stand naked in front of your mirror but what you could try and it's good to do this as a bit of a routine. So whether it's around your workouts, whether it's something you do in the morning. So rather than just kind of like looking and glazing over it, what you're seeing is really seeing yourself in the mirror, really reinforcing how great you are, really 
bigging up what you see, reminding yourself how strong you are, reminding yourself what you've been through. And it can be very confronting and it, you know, don't have to do it for very long. Maybe it's even just like 30 seconds to begin with. But that's my first step is the real work with self-love and worth. And really, if you really don't feel good about yourself, post some affirmations about your uh, around your house or your flat. So whether that's posting a little post-it note like, yes, I can, or I am amazing, or I deserve the life I want to live. These things that you can kind of hide away. And then when you're opening your cupboard for a cup of tea or whatever, you see that little affirmation. You're like, oh, yeah, I am amazing. So that's step number one. Step number two is gratitude and mindset. So these two really link in towards each other, to, to each other. Um, gratitude, I touched on this in episode two, but it's about really being present and, you know, noting down and, and, and saying thank you really for what you have in your life. So I always use this as an example, but mine started with just really appreciating a morning cup of coffee. When I was so depressed, that was the only thing that I could connect to that made me feel like um, I had any joy in my life, which was ridiculous really, because I had so much like a like incredibly privileged with my family and with my friends and with all the support I was being given. But depression doesn't really it kind of, you know, it doesn't it doesn't really matter about that stuff. When, when you're depressed, it, you, it doesn't, you, you kind of don't really notice anything else around you. So it's a really great way to start bringing yourself back to land and to step out of the hole that you're in. But whether you're depressed or not, this is a great thing to do because it really helps you bring joy into your life. So now I'll be like, oh my God, look at the sun. And often it'll get a bit of a laugh out of my partner. But I just, I, you know, if you have that element of surprise and joy at the smallest bits and things in your life, it's, it's incredible. It brings so much power. So that's another one, because often if we've gone off the train and we've got off the train and we've, you know, whatever, we're kind of just a bit stuck in no man's land, you need a reason to get back on the train. So this gratitude is a step in the right direction to getting you back on track. Number three is movement. Um, now, despite saying what I just did in the first 10 minutes about feeling a bit conflicted about exercise over the last year and the fitness industry in general, movement is incredible. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be dancing in your kitchen to your favorite music. You could be stretching, doing, whether it's one of my classes or a different person's class. Obviously, I recommend you do my classes over at Sterling Fit. <laughs> but whatever you're doing, just move, sweat. Don't worry about what you look like get out and try something new, come up with your own workouts, you know, it just increase your activity levels. So being active more than, it's not just about going and doing a workout and then sitting down all day, it's about being active throughout the day. So gardening, you know, um, playing with your kids, um, what else, tidying up, like all these things use energy and using energy creates energy. Plus, it also releases lots of really great hormones that make you feel really, really good. And it can really help as well if your appetite has gone, if you're feeling stressed to help um, bring back appetite. Likewise, it can also help, you know, remind you, <clears throat> pardon me, of how of how good it feels to move and to feel light in your body and to feel strong. Um, so that movement, like exercise, whatever it is, however you want to see it, swimming in the cold sea, you know, these things help bring you life. Uh, so movement is step number three. Number four is balance with food. So this is a massive one because obviously it's so personal, like my balance with food might be entirely different to yours. And and it's why it, being comfortable with exploring food for me is 
exploring you know different types of food and what makes you feel good and what doesn't work with your digestion versus what is an anxiety-based approach to food is a really great way to actually heal that relationship because over the years as well that you know diet culture and everything like that has told us that certain foods are bad and that's not true in my opinion you can have everything it's just about coming back to that moderation and have one slice of cake rather than four have one glass of wine rather than the bottle you know and finding that well that's obviously drink but you know having a small bar of chocolate rather than a large bar of chocolate eating vegetables over um you know bad exact like a mcdonald's or something you know what i mean like obviously you can have mcdonald's but make sure you're eating the veg as well so it's about finding that place where you're satisfied by food you're satiated by food you're enjoying food you're powered by food but you're you've got that sense that you can go out and have a meal with your mates or you can cook something that you really love like if you love creamy pasta great make creamy pasta have it with some vegetables on the side so you don't eat as much pasta and that you've got that balance so you're kind of getting a little bit of everything um, you know, whether it is that you've got a really sweet tooth, like I've got such a sweet tooth, treat yourself to some really great chocolate, you know, go and get a company like Tony's, um, which is also really good because they're anti-slave um, labor and everything like that. So, you know, invest in in foods and in brands that are doing good things for the environment as well and doing good things for, you know, the way that animals are sourced and stuff like that, like, or, you know, whatever it is, learn about food, learn about what you're eating make everything from scratch it's such a massive one so i mean i could talk about that i'd probably do a podcast on that just in itself but just know that you are allowed to eat all the foods it's just about finding that balance that you're fueling yourself well most of the time sleep this is huge if you don't sleep you're going to feel tired you're going to not be able to deal with things emotions just go all over the place if you're tired so sleep prioritizing seven to nine hours a night is super important um if you do shift work it's that has a real big knock-on effect with you know everything else with your hormones with your hunger hormones and things like that so it's about also just finding that pattern um with sleep that you can really set yourself up for success so if you are someone that doesn't sleep very well find some ways of trying to prioritize your sleep see it as it's as, as important as all the other steps um you know avoid screens before you go to bed don't look at the news you know if you're stressed and it's it's really on top of your head and you can't sleep and stuff like that then just take a break from the news for a couple of days see the difference really make sure that you're moving make sure that you're active so that you're physically tired make sure you're eating really well you know avoiding caffeine in the afternoon and things like that again there's lots of things that i'm going to be um, adding with regards to that to my website but for now just know that it's so important like if you prioritize your sleep you will be amazed at the changes that you will feel and the changes that actually you can even see in your body physically from from prioritizing that um because also if you're tired you do generally want to reach for more sugary kind of foods and then there's a massive cycle which continues with that so you want to make sure that you're basically not reaching for food and coffee to try and keep you going you're going if you're getting enough sleep then it really it really 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 helps i know obviously if you're a parent that's different and it can be tricky and you just have to kind of work with that and that's where the balance with food comes in because if you're then eating really well then you're at least giving yourself a better chance of not being in that sugar cycle um balance with drink so um again this is probably a podcast for a whole episode by itself but i've had this huge a huge relationship and a journey with um, figuring out my feelings towards alcohol, for example. So for years I restricted it and I didn't allow myself it because I thought it was bad. 
and then I kind of went the other way and I've never I've never been someone that like you know goes and day drinks or anything like that but well in social situations obviously at barbecue I might have like a few drinks but you know I kind of would restrict myself so much that when I did have a drink it was like explosion so balance with drink for me means that yeah sure if I feel like a glass of wine I'm gonna have a glass of wine but I'll, I'll have a glass and not have the bottle and I think sometimes it's really good to just look at the relationship that you have um, or that we have with alcohol. And again, like I mentioned at the beginning, I've not been perfect this year. Like I've, you know, got to days where I'm like, oh gosh, can I have a gin now? <laughs> and like, that's normal, but it's also can be very easily unhealthy for you in the longer term. Um, I recommend checking out the NHS guidelines, um, 14 units per week, which is about a bottle and a half of wine, about six pints. It's about nine single, so four and a half doubles or nine kind of single units of a spirit. Um, so all these things have a massive knock on effect because then that affects your sleep, that affects your relationship with food, that affects your relationship with yourself. All these steps massively link in together. And that goes as well for kind of just, you know, um, sugary drinks and things like that they just pile on excess energy that you don't need a lot of the time so obviously there's a time and a place um, but small things like diluting juices or you know making sure that you're not just living off coke all the time to keep you going making sure that you're not just drinking diet drinks rather than eating food like these things are really important as well so sometimes the balance with drink it's a good one to kind of keep an eye on and if you know that you're starting to get into a habit of habit of oh god it's that time now it's time for gin and tonic time you know just re-establish the relationship that you have with it and and perhaps look at whether there is a day where actually you could just have tonic water without the gin um i always advocate that you know you have more drink free nights than drink full nights <laughs> But again, like this is the pendulum, the balance. Sometimes it goes the other way and then you can be like, oh gosh, okay, I've got to get back on the train now. I've got to, it's time, I've, I've, I've had my fill and I want to I want to feel better now. I want to feel less anxious. I want to really kind of, you know, get back into feeling good about myself. The next one is hydration. So staying hydrated again, it just helps the body work really, really well. Um, two to three liters of water a day is always like, two to three liters of water a day is um, something that I suggest um, you aim to do uh if you really struggle to drink water try a sugar-free squash or even flavoring your water with things like blueberries strawberries at this time of year or um because we're coming to summer or cucumber and mint's really good lemon um herbal teas and everything like that like your body if it's dehydrated just does not does not work properly um, especially coming into summer so a really good drink that you can make um, a natural isometric not isometric isotonic drink is water with some fresh lemon and a little bit of honey and some Himalayan rock salt and that basically helps replenish all your electrolytes so all the minerals that we lose when we sweat that helps replace them so if you're doing a lot of training for example rather than going for lots of sugary drinks try making that and see how it goes Breath work. <laughs> so this is number eight. Breath work is number eight. Breathe. Breathe. Like we do not breathe. We're just like even now actually doing this podcast, you can probably hear I'm I'm racing along a bit. And I don't know, is that making you feel stressed? Like even how we talk, if I slow down, it will have an effect on how you feel listening. You'll start to feel calmer just by me slowing down. 
because you'll have space to breathe. So I'm really sorry because I have been racing through those steps. So I think that breath work, taking that time to breathe, if you're stressed, you can really ground your feet, feel the floor underneath you and just start to realize how much strength the floor can give you and how much with your breath you can just calm yourself down. So you can take deep inhale breath through the nose and then exhale, you just sigh the breath out. And this connects into the yoga part of movement as well, which I don't think I mentioned just then, but yoga is a part of that movement aspect for me because it just helps. It helps you connect to an inner, a deeper connection to yourself and an, an innermost level, but also it just helps you learn to breathe. And sometimes if you're struggling to sleep, breathing can help. So if, you, if you're struggling and you're stressed, you can try breathing in for a count of four and then breathing out for a count of six. And basically you want to just slow down your nervous system and calm yourself down. And then that has a massive impact everywhere else. So this week, you know, if you're feeling stressed about anything, come back to your breath. Every time, every time I feel stressed now in my life, I come back to my breath. And it is unbelievably powerful because linking into number nine, it helps with presence as well. So presence in your life, being aware of everything around you, it's going to help you find more reasons to find gratitude and that self-worth and love for yourself because you're present in your life. And I'm, I have to really work with this one. I'm not very good at presence. I'm, I'm often distracted by my phone, by thinking about work, by thinking about all the amazing things I want to be doing, all the things I want to talk about on the podcast, all the things I want to be making, the classes I want to be doing and things like that. Um, but being present in your life will have a huge impact, not only for you, but also the people that you love. So the people that you love, do you listen to them when they're talking to you? Do you listen to your kids when they're talking to you? Do you really understand what their needs are? Do you really understand what your needs are? Or is it that you're just thinking about, oh, when can I next pick up my phone? I am awful at this one. I am not like I'm, you know, these steps are steps that are constantly there to help improve all the time because we get to a point where we've nailed something and then something else will happen in our lives and then it's like another challenge to throw us off course but these steps help bring it all back so that you can kind of feel like you're staying on a path to somewhere so this week perhaps play with being super present with your life and you know maybe you'll start to think oh my god I don't even enjoy doing this x y and z I don't even really I'm not don't really even enjoy this food like why have I just been doing this all the time? I feel like I want to have that. I'm going to make that this week. You know, give yourself that permission to explore what it feels like to be present. Okay, and the last one is play. So super important that life is fun. And I have taken life way too seriously in the past. And this is where this one comes in because when we grow older and get older and become adults, we become very serious and life gets very serious and we forget that really inside we've got this kind of childlike joy that we we can experience if we give ourselves permission to and this was something that I really realized when I was at drama school that um I just hadn't been, I hadn't given myself permission to have fun because I'd been taking life too seriously for so long so play also takes off the pressure so it means that like anything you do is it's okay, you know, if you burn something because you tried cooking something new, oh well, you played. As long as you're safe within the play, even when it comes to movement, try something new, as long as you're safe and you're doing it safely and you're not doing it from a place where you've also got a ton of fear because then that's, you know, if you're worried about something happening, it will probably happen. Um, 
but if you're coming at things from this element of like oh well it doesn't matter <clears throat> i'm going to try you know a new move and you a new tricep press up variation and you fall on your ass it doesn't matter because you've tried something new and there's no there's no like you're not a bad person you know likewise when we cook and we burn stuff you're not a bad person you just burn the food it's okay um so if you come at life with this element of play you'll find actually that lots of things bring you joy in a way that you maybe hadn't realized before even walking down the street can be a bit fun and yes i know like in society we are meant to behave a certain way and obviously i'm not saying go and break loads of rules and be like really illegal i'm not saying that i'm saying do it within the realms of of your life and, and what haven't what would you love to go and explore like what would you love to try but you haven't given yourself permission to and likewise when it comes to doing any programs or any plans or anything like that like come out with an element of play because the thing is if you go into stuff with like this real steel determination which is great to have a focus but if you're so serious about stuff at the end then what what happens when you don't have when you don't have the structure it's like having play gives you that opportunity to also or, or using play as a as an approach gives you the opportunity to constantly be changing and learning because you'll actually be present <laughs> and you'll be breathing and you'll, you'll you'll you know all these other bits and pieces you'll feel more worth for yourself you'll feel more gratitude for your life you'll want to move more you'll want to eat really well you'll want to go to bed at night because you'll be excited about the next day not dreading what's coming next and you won't feel like you need to you know hit the booze for fun I mean, obviously, this is my opinion, and I think the steps are amazing because they chop and change, and it's not like they're always all at play at the same time or all at, you know, they're not, you can't like, there's no way you could probably do all 10 at the same time. Well, you could, give it a try. But, you know, I think I just wanted to share them today because they form a huge foundation in how I find balance now in my life. and. Yeah, look, sometimes the balance goes, like the balance has gone with me over the last year. And, but it's the bringing it back in that helps keep you on track, that helps stop that spiraling of everything going on. It gives you a structure and it gives you kind of a guideline to follow. So if you want to check these out, they are on my website. Um, it's getsterlingfit.com forward slash the dash sterling dash steps. That's www.getsterlingfit.com forward slash the dash sterling dash steps i'll link it in the in the thingy in the in the show notes um and if you have any questions about it then let me know maybe you have your own steps that you follow i'd love to know um maybe you try using them and they help let me know like i you know um you don't have to let me know but it'd be nice to know and um yeah i think that's it for today um sorry i raced through those a little bit i think i'm just a bit excited because it's been quite a big week as well because from here on in, I'm 100% Sterling Fit invested and Kate Sterling invested. And I always have been, but I've been doing other things and running other companies and things like that. I've been running a group training company for the last two or three years. And I've loved that. And that's that's definitely made me the person that I am today. And it helped get me out of the hole that I was in at the time when I started doing these sessions actually five years ago. And the members there have hugely helped. But I am excited because it represents a new chapter now to be able to try and spread the word even more. So if you have enjoyed today's podcast, um, feel free, please, to rate, like, review, share, all that jazz um, on Apple Podcasts. Um, and just generally have a fun week, have a great life. Life is too short to take it way too seriously. And um, from me to you, that is my thought for the week. 
uh, have a great week prioritize all those simple 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 things go back to the steps refer back to them screenshot them save them you know explore them see what it means to play in your life see what it means to be present see what it means to actually give yourself the time of day that you deserve because you are amazing you are amazing and you know remember as well that we are the product of 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 every single year of our life so your life is not at an end point ever it's always moving forwards and if you have been having a really challenging time i know speaking to a couple of you recently some of you have just been having such a tough time just just take it slow breathe and remember that you are amazing and things will get better and stick with me and i'll help you along the way if i can um and yeah you're a beautiful beautiful person and you deserve the best so start to remind yourself of that when you're feeling a little bit wobbly because i think you're just amazing anyway i hope you have a wonderful week um i'm very excited I hope you feel excited about your life right now. If not, let's try and change that around so that you do feel excited. All the love and I will speak to you soon.